I started volunteering. It's all about who you know in sport. Am I going to be calling the last 10 seconds of the grand final? You can connect with the interviewer. The hand goes up when they've got to make a decision. Having a network is one of the most important things you can do. I didn't necessarily follow my passion. I followed my curiosity. Once you've worked in sport, there's no going back. And then lo and behold, before I left, I got offered two. Hello and welcome to the Sports Grad Podcast, the ultimate guide to make it in the sports industry. I am Ryan Walker. Joining me is the versatile Ruben Williams. We are two mates who met at Cricket Australia and each week we learn how people made it in sports. We tease out their career decisions, their work habits, skills and everything they do that makes them great. All so that you can learn how to get in, get promoted and get thriving in the sports industry. Rubes, how are you mate? Mate, I'm doing well. Thank you, Ryan. It's been a, a huge second week in, in London with the Ashes wrapped up at Lords, and then we had our meet-up as well. Uh, then went off to Wimbledon and uh, I can tell you the English are not very happy that they have lost the Lords test. And if you show that you are an Australian <laughs> cricket fan in any way, sense or form, they let you know what they think. <laughs> so it's fair to say you've put away the Australian one day shirt. Oh no no! I've just brought it out even more. <laughs> so, <laughs> I um, I was wearing my uh, Australian Test kit at Wimbledon yesterday, and uh, I'd walk. I would walk through through the uh, the precinct, and about every fifteen meters, someone would yell out "cheap," or I'd, someone <gasps> under their breath, someone under their breath, not too loud, because not all the Wimbledon crowd get around the cricket, but there's just one cricket fan every every so often, yeah. and they would stay calmly start singing. We saw you cry on the telly, or oh. or our same old Aussies always cheating. And every oh, single time, God. I just had to turn around and say to them, two zero, thank you." Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'd do. It's two nil, unlucky, yep. and uh, yeah, we move on. It's um, we'll get onto this shortly, but it's <laughs> it's quite funny. I love it. Everyone, everyone here thinks. Uh, it was totally fair, and everything. Everyone otherwise thinks we're cheaters, so it's um, <laughs> it is quite funny. But we will um, we will get onto that shortly when we uh, when we wrap up. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on LinkedIn, and if you want to connect with us and over five hundred and fifty other people working in sport, become a member of the Sports Grad community. Speaking of the community, Ruse, plenty happening at the moment. What's uh, what's stood out for you? Always well. A couple of legends who have been around the community for a while have just added their name to the tally of people who are joining the FIFA Women's World Cup. So, Tanishka, well done to you joining the ticket uh, resolution team as an assistant there for the FIFA Women's World Cup. And uh, Nitin as well, venue coordinator at the FIFA Women's World Cup. So, I think we must be approaching 30-odd people, I think, who have got jobs there. So, the the community is seriously going to be everywhere you look when the World Cup hits. We need to get a, I've been thinking about this, we need to get a photo, a big screenshot mm. of everyone who's in there because, uh, honestly, one's popping up every second day. It's crazy. So I reckon mm. we are nearly at 30. Yeah, I'd say so too. Yeah. So well on to you guys. Um, lots of events always coming up. We've just had uh, Unisport Australia come and do their job fair. And tonight... We've got a speed networking event where you can jump online and meet a bunch of people very, very quickly, which uh, has moved to Monday nights after a bit of uh, research, Ryan. And uh, this is a good lesson for everybody in uh, <laughs> how to, um, you know, create what your 
audience or customer needs. So we've traditionally been running these events on like a Wednesday night or maybe a Wednesday lunchtime. We ask the community, when is the best time of the week that you would like these networking events? And uh, Monday night was by far the most popular time slot. So we've swapped the event. Uh, turns out Wednesday night wasn't that popular at all. So we should see a big uptick in um, attendance uh, tonight. So if you're around, make sure you jump on that. And if you want to email from us with a updates on how people are getting jobs in sport, uh, different parts of the industry being explained by experts out there. Make sure you jump on our newsletter, sportscrowd.com.au forward slash newsletter is where you can grab that and subscribe. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I love the I love the um, the research that we did. And it's funny how when you just ask your customer what, what you want, um, you, you sometimes get the answer you're looking for. So a good learning. Uh, and Monday nights is now a big sports grad night. So it's podcast in the morning, event at night. It's pretty exciting. So um, no, it's all happening. Aiming for a future in sport? Be ready to transform the industry. Study with Deakin and be prepared to redefine what it means to work in sport. Deakin's School of Exercise and Nutrition Science is ranked number one in the world. So if you want to turn your passion for sport into an impactful career, Get ready to push the limits of exercise and sports science, sports coaching, sport development, sports management, nutrition science, physical education, and more. Apply now to study at Deakin in 2023. Mate, tell us about the meetup. So for those who weren't aware, we had a London meetup uh, last week. Um it looked insane and for also everyone's context we've never done an event outside of australia and india so first european uh like serious serious international event um and it looked incredible but you were the man on the ground um give us a bit of a review of how it all went because it just looked incredible yeah it, it was sensational and um there was a bit of panic stations at one point when I arrived at our original venue and I looked inside and it looked like it was only going to comfortably fit 30 people and I saw we had 128 registrations. So, And what was quite funny is when I went to check the, the diary of the booking, they opened it up and said, uh, Ruben, 25 people, which is what I first told them way back when we thought about how many people <laughs> might attend the, Mel the London meetup. So, um, yeah, we got over more than 100 people than we first expected. Uh, wow. attending the event so um no it was good we uh we started a bit early so people could come straight from work at about five o'clock and we had um a great mix of uh professionals and, and students um a lot of people from um Loughborough University and UCFB uh turn out over there which is really really promising uh, a lot of Australians working in sport as well who had probably heard of sport or been more aware of sports grad through um uh through what they've seen over over here in the past so we're lucky enough to have some really good people in town for the event so um um james Seely is the head of participation at the afl uh Stu wiley former head of participation at cricket australia now doing other special projects both of those guys were in attendance so for people to be able to meet someone in that space was absolutely incredible. I was talking to a few people and I said, like, if you are, if you love sport and you want to go down the path of growing the game or growing 
your favourite sport. These two are doing that in the two biggest sports in Australia, and they just happen to be in London during the week of our meetup and, and in attendance mm. for, for people to mix with. So um, that was really, really cool. Um, we had people there from, from EPL clubs or people there from, from agency land. Um, so it was just a really nice, good mix of, of people. And then um, one thing that we did in the night a little bit differently was um, run this like Q&A style panel that was similar to what we did in Melbourne, July 2022, like very sort of spontaneous and, and off the cuff. So yeah. what I basically did was say, um, guys, we're going we're gonna to meet a few people here tonight because um, at these events, sometimes you don't really know who's who or who to talk to. So I th- the purpose of breaking up was to um, introduce people in the crowd so you could see who should I talk to. So I'd get up there and I'd introduce... Um, uh, you know, Sam Bell from Adelaide and, and Min from Adelaide. And I say, here's a couple of sports grade members who've travelled from Adelaide to London. They've also been to a Melbourne meetup. Um, so now there happen to be a couple of other people in the crowd from Adelaide who are like, all right, I'll go chat to those people. Um, later on in the night, um, I got this girl, Bethan, up the front because I'd chatted with her and she'd been working at the Manchester City Football Club since she was 16. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Jeez. Anyway, now now I asked her, like, what's your favourite sport? And she goes, oh, look, I love football, but I'm really into Formula One. I'd love to get into Formula One. And so I said, all right, uh, Ben from the agency We Are Grip, can you please up the, come up the front, please? And so this guy, Ben, comes up the front. I ask him, Ben, what do you do? I work in Formula One. Oh, great. Well, you guys should talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... um. Being able to like make those connections for people, kind of, um, it was almost as the entertainment. Everyone's like, "Oh, that's cool!" Now they're going to chat. Yeah. Something might come of it. So, Bethan and Ben had a had a great chat. Um, who else is it? Oh, there was Sophie from um, St Andrews Golf Course. She like runs all the events oh. out, out there. Um, if you could pass on her details to me, that'd be fantastic. I'd love to play there. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah. But then people like her were traveling from like the north of England, like literally catching a train three hours to uh, to attend this event, which I thought was was wild. Mm. Um, another guy came from like right down south in in Plymouth um, to um, to be there too. He even um, he even showed me his associate members Marlebone Cricket Club pass because he was off to the cricket the next day, and I was like, oh, that's wow. pretty cool as a as an MCC member in in Melbourne. It's good to compare the systems over here. Yeah. So um, the, uh, the the people there were great. Good mix of students, good mix of professionals, good mix of Aussies, good mix of English people. So um, made for a really good night. And um, I don't think we wrapped up until about 10, 10.30 or so. So nice. people were, were keen to hang, to hang around, which is, was terrific. No, I love it. Love it. It sounds, um, sounds like that might be the version of... Uh the panel going forward is just ripping people out from different organizations and put him on the spot yeah. and uh, put him out for everyone to see. Yeah, totally. Like, um, I was a bit worried, like, oh, people are going to appreciate being put on the spot, but everyone, everyone could talk about themselves totally fine. Yeah. Um, but it was actually really fun from my point of view, just being like, I don't know where this is going to go or what things to say, <laughs> but it yeah. could be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. Love it. Um, incredible, and I see we've already created another one in October. Um, yeah, given given the success of this one, 
um, it's pretty exciting to be able to just go and run another one and hopefully more people can come along and also people who have met people at this event can uh, can catch up with them in a couple of months' time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so we want to keep the momentum of, uh, of London going. So, yeah, second event is immediately available on the 12th of October. And um, someone asked me, like, oh, Ruben, were you in town for the cricket or were you in town for the meetup? Because um, it seems like you have events around all these sporting events. I'm like, yeah, we just follow the sporting calendar. We put the events <laughs> on around the, around the calendar. That's absolutely right. Yeah. That's that's the thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the 13th of October is Australia versus England in the soccer at Wembley. So the night before, we have a oh. meet up, of course. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> nice. Mm. Jeez. Well, that's going to be incredible. Um, mm. and I'm very tempted to go anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, very good. Very good. Good to see that that was a success and, uh, looks like sports grad in London is alive and well. So, uh, that's mm. super exciting for us. Um, mm. second part of today, I want to hear about Wimbledon. Now mm. I hear you had a, a unique experience, but a good experience. Yeah, so I, I almost feel a bit <laughs> jet lagged today with how exhausted I am from from Wimbledon <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but um, like I, I was really looking forward to it because I've never been to Wimbledon before, and it was like a bucket list thing to to tick off. But then, um, and I I, I don't mind waiting around a, a long time, but the the queue at Wimbledon is a big tradition. Like there's still a, an allotment of uh, tickets available on the day, and you line up for them. But this year, apparently, security measures were a lot, lot tighter, which meant that this line was moving a lot, lot slower. So traditionally, apparently, if you get there at about 5 or 6 in the morning, usually in the gate by 11. I think play starts at 11. But this year, we got there at 6 a.m. We didn't get into the the grounds until 2.30 p.m., which is eight and a half (laughs) hours later. And I can tell you, I was in a bit of a state by that point. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? what uh, I, I actually don't know what to say to that. Uh, all, uh, I, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I know you look, you look at Wimbledon like it's this incredibly prestigious event. Like it shouldn't take out eight and a half hours to get inside the door like the yeah. mcg gets a hundred thousand people on grand final day inside within an hour surely mm. there are ways for someone like the lawn tennis association to to get everyone in quickly yeah it seems like a really you know why is that happening and mm. you know there has to be a better system than having to line up it, like to be honest even lining up at 6 a.m for an event is ridiculous mm. to be honest Mm. And getting in by 10, 30, 11, that's still like a four and a half, five hour wait. Like eight yeah. hours is just simply, you know, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and most of it was because we were waiting for it to move forward, not for not because we were waiting for the, the gates to open. Like you would line up outside the MCG on grand final day if you're a full MCC member, but you're in the line for hours because the gates mm. are shut. But then once they're open, it's like you're in, you're in pretty quick. Yeah. So... Yeah. um. Yeah, that was a bit frustrating. It did make me appreciate the the sports industry 
in Australia. I think we do things pretty good back home. I probably yeah. won't be complaining about a lot at the MCG ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, and then just to like to make matters worse, once we got inside, it started raining immediately. <laughs> oh God! So um, what the hell? <laughs> Sounds like a disaster. Yeah. So we um we we got through that period, and then we were just bunkered down on court nine, where there were three Australians playing back to back to back, which um. Nice. Kept us entertained for the, for the rest of the day, but um, the like the Wimbledon vibe inside the inside the arena is very similar to Lords, in that it's like you, it's made for the tennis purists, mm. which I am not. So I can understand, you know, if you've been to Wimbledon for twenty years, you like the cues of tradition. We've got to keep it going. I can understand that. I'm not a tennis purist. Yeah. Um. um so once you're inside, like. There's, there's obviously a lot of tennis going on, but it's not like the Australian Open where it's like big event, lots of activations happening. Every single brand has got a different store. You've got Grand Slam over with food and drinks and mm. music and all this different stuff going on. There's like, there's very little of that. So the main hangout place to watch the tennis is uh, Henman Hill, which has got these great shots of you know people on the grass eating and drinking, but they've only really got like one. Pim's activation tent going on next to it, mm. which I was like, if this was the Australian Open, like you'd have like four different oh, yeah. beer brands and spirit brands and seltzer brands, like activating all the way around it. Yeah. Um, and um, like, I remember um, Finn Bradshaw, who we had in the point in episode 50, head of digital at the ICC. He was previously head of digital at Tennis Australia for, for a brief moment. Yeah. And he was telling us about like the fortnight competitions that they were running at the Australian Open. There's, there's none of that at Wimbledon. It's like nah. you're, you're there for the tennis, <laughs> have a good time, yeah. have have some lovely food, have some great drink. But it's like this is a tennis event. <laughs> it's for <laughs> so, the purists. Yeah, exactly. So um, interesting. Like very, similar sort of vibe to Lords, except the facility at Wimbledon is, you know way newer like the facility once you're inside it, it's lovely like the flowers are nice like the garden is just immaculate yeah. the building building is incredible too like it's a very new facility so it looks stunning but um gosh you better you better like some tennis <laughs> yeah does everyone wear white like the players yeah so the players are fully white but um yeah um you know spectators can wear whatever you want yeah i can imagine it'd be a pretty like a proper crowd you know yeah Shirts tucked in, collar shirt. There's yeah, no, yeah. you know, there's no thongs. You know, it's pretty, no. pretty serious yeah. operation. Yeah, exactly. And not, not that many people either like dressed up to support their country either. It's like you are yeah. wearing smart casual, or you, or you're not going. <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. for um, except for me, who was wearing my Australian test <laughs> cable knit jumper and my my baggy green. <laughs> You would have stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, like Yeah. Like, like was there anyone else rocking that? No, not at all. Like there, I saw one Australian one day kit, but other than that, like it was it was just me. Um so the English people were like, you know, were calling me a cheater. The Aussie people were calling me Pat Cummins. There was one lady who I think I genuinely confused as Pat Cummins. Yeah. And 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 get this, she she wanted a photo with me. <laughs> Oh, no. And no. so this, this like, 55-year-old South African woman got a photo with me thinking I was Pat Cummins. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
the worst thing there is you let that happen. <laughs> you, well, I, you accepted that. <laughs> well, I was, I was just like, she, she, she didn't ask. Like, yeah, can are, do. Are you? She didn't ask. Are you Pat Cummins? She didn't. She just kind of said like, "Oh, uh, can I get a photo, Pat?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, <laughs> sure." <laughs> oh my god! She just and assumed so, it. Yeah. Yep. That's so, it's actually quite a compliment to you, though, because you know Pat's a good-looking rooster. <laughs> uh, so you know to be, I guess, mistakenly uh, <laughs> thought of as him. I think that's a great result for you. Yeah, and I also bowl 140 k's an hour, so the yeah. comparisons are there. <laughs> Wheels and big row, so good result all around. Yep. Um, but then we. I bumped into um, our friend Shane Leenarch. Great friend of the know, show. Excellent friend. Um, for those who don't know Shane, we worked together at Cricket Australia. He was a data analyst there. He's gone on to start his own performance analyst uh, company called Data Driven Insights. Um, and um, he, uh, he now works with professional tennis players. So he said that he was looking after, I think, seven players at Wimbledon, and then his team of analysts were, were helping another five. So his, his company has now got, what, 13 clients playing at Wimbledon, which is amazing for him. He's mm. doing so, so well for himself. And um, and with his, his biggest client being Arena Zabalenka, the uh, Australian Open champion, she's seated number two for, for Wimbledon. And um, he... Um, he gave me a great rundown of what life is like for him at an event like this. It sounds pretty hectic. And if your players are all playing on the same day, you've got a lot of reports to like pull together within, yeah. within a very small um, time frame. <clears throat> but um, no, he was, he was really good to see and really good to catch up with. Um, he's got some great ideas for um, what tennis in general um, can be doing to increase the insights for uh, tennis players because he and after chatting with him and hearing about his ideas and hear what else is out there, it sounds like he's seriously at the forefront of analytics mm. in tennis. And the most incredible thing about this is no one's really taught him how to do it. He's just kind of like come up with his own methodology to yeah. it. Um, and it was funny because like some Australian like came over and started chatting to me and seeing my kit. And I was in the middle of the conversation with Shane at the time. And then um, and then he started chatting to Shane. And he became more interested in chatting to Shane very, very quickly, given like <laughs> what, what he had found out about what Shane does. And yeah. um, eventually he went off to go get a drink. He said like, oh, nice to meet you. And then he points to Shane and goes, you, you're interesting. I'm going to listen to that podcast. <laughs> so... <laughs> so um, so Shane uh, was our first episode of the year. He's in episode number 227. If you're um, interested in data or just interested in how someone like starts their own business in sport, he's a fascinating guy and yep. a very good listen. So I'd recommend go listening to that. But um, so, yeah, that was Wimbledon. Nice. Well, it sounds, sounds elite, to be honest. Very keen to get there. I remember one time I was in London. I made the bizarre decision not to go. Uh, I think because of the line, uh, but I regret that, uh, which means I'll just have to go back. So it does sound yeah. awesome, but I reckon you just have to be switched on and like you're there to watch the tennis. You're not there to do anything yeah. else. Like 
it's not like Australian Open where, you know, I'm not going to lie, I've gone to the Australian Open a couple of times and not watched a tennis ball. Uh, yeah, me but too. this is like this is tennis and this is serious yeah. stuff. So um, so mm. strap in. That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> what about you? How's life in Melbourne at the moment, mate? Life, life is good. Uh, it's pretty same same old same old. Not a lot to report. I guess it's it, the weather's very different here. Uh, for those here, it's 13 degrees most days and raining. But um, no, it's been good. Last couple of days, I went to Torquay. Those who know me reasonably well know I love love Torquay. Um, so I went down there over the weekend, which was fantastic. Um, believe it or not, Rubes, uh, I've returned to the football field. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> which is both scary uh, yet exciting. But, um, I mean, I'm not even sure if I'm going to play yet, but I've been training uh, down at Spotswood Footy Club. So... It made the made the switch from uni blues, which is uh, sad, I suppose. But the convenience of Spotswood Football Club, I'm not joking. It's like a k from my house, so that is going to be a lot of fun. So hopefully, um, I'm coming from a long way back, but hopefully get a gain in the next couple of weeks. So that that's good. But um, no, nah, I thought there was something sort of missing with my like sporting relationship with sport. And I haven't, like, since I've stopped playing footy, I've started playing golf. But golf is very, like, individual. And, you know, it's not very, like, competitive. And I mm. felt like I was just missing, like, a team environment, missing a good way to sort of switch off and also to um, obviously do something physical as well. So I thought, why not go down and uh, and have a kick? I must say the... The first training session, I've never been more nervous in my life. Like, I'm not sure if there's many people out there who have gone to a new football club at the age of 28, um, but I know two people there, and the first training session I went there, they were both not there, and I had to essentially walk in. I'm the only person not wearing spotty kit, um, and I just, again, I, I stood out, no doubt, and I just felt so awkward, but... Um, thought about it and i was like the lesson i take in a networking setting i tried to bring it back to what we talk about and i played the game of like i can speak to someone as soon as you can like what's the quickest amount of time it can take me to speak to someone um and i just went and spoke to the coach immediately so that eased a lot of the the anxiety Mm. but uh so yeah so i'm about to run off to that which is fantastic um but otherwise it's all pretty good there's a bit of a bit of a lull in the footy season, so everyone's a little bit flat at the moment, off the bye. Um, but otherwise, it's all it's all going okay. We're, we're surviving. That. You being on the other side of the world, which is fantastic. Excellent. Um, so yeah, I love that you've gone back to footy in um, in winter. <laughs> so that's that's when people drop off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're you're doing the opposite. You're you're starting up. (laughs) I I used to always think like footy season is amazing in like April, May, and then you go through that like really cold period, and then you come out the other end, and it's like you're either playing finals or you're not, and that's when the sun comes out again. So I've essentially just bypassed the best part of the season and decided to get in, get down in like late June, July, and I'm about to go through that really cold period um so yeah i've 
I've certainly not done it the right way, but I thought if I don't do it, it's going to be April until I go down again. Uh, so yeah, but I no. don't, I don't look forward to the cold. I'm a fair weather footballer. I think you can, you can <laughs> figure that one out, but, nice. um, we'll see well, how we go. The, the old dog might have a few, few tricks left. So we'll I, see. I, I reckon you've got him in you. And I, I like that you are, you, you like, uh, you like the, the person at a meetup who uh, goes down by themselves, absolutely cacking their dacks, but makes a very good effort anyway. Yeah. And uh, you've clearly listened to uh, the networking tips we've been sharing as well. You you found common ground with someone. You've spoken to someone yeah. immediately. You've got something in your hands, I'm sure, whether it's a drink or a, or a football in this case. <laughs> yeah. You're not standing there looking awkward. Always so, have um, a footy in your hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. So, yeah. um, no, nah, it sounds like you've made an impression well. Yeah, it's a really good analogy. It's like, yeah, it's the person who goes to the meetup on their own, but then comes out like thinking that was amazing and like 10 new mates. So yep. hopefully that is the same thing that'll happen here, but um, we will see. We will see. But no, um, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a bit of fun. So awesome. Good stuff, mate. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you back in there. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll keep you updated with how I'm going and. <laughs> Also, I, I, I'm i just counting down till a calf goes. That's the main worry I have right now. It's just when, it's not if, it's when. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I probably average a calf and a hamstring a year at the moment. So, And, and is there a Spotswood equivalent of Peter Bruckner rolling around? Because um, I think you're going to have upset our former podcast guest <sighs> yeah. from 112 now that you're no longer playing in <laughs> Lovett Football Club. <laughs> I hope he doesn't know. That's my plan. Just don't <laughs> don't really make it public, even though I'm talking on our podcast about it. Um, but there is an equivalent. Uh, he, I'm not sure. There's a great staff down there. I don't know the names yet. I'm sure I'll be familiar with them very soon um, as I need treatment on something. But um I'll be sure to get them on the pod, though. I'm not sure that they've been CA doctors and Liverpool doctors and whatnot, but mm. we'll be quickly acquainted, I would have thought. Excellent, excellent. Well, Peter, if you do listen, please uh, send us a message and let us know what you think of Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you're not listening to this one, Brookie. <laughs> um, alrighty, mate. Well, it's good to see that you are alive and kicking, uh, Wimbledon's amazing. Meetup was amazing. Um, to keep it up, I believe you're off uh, to France in the next couple of weeks. Doing a those like just some incredible places. Um, so enjoy that. Do you want to share where you, where you're going? Yeah, heading to Belgium for a bit, uh, then heading to Paris, then heading to the French Alps for uh, the Tour de France. So um, yeah, taking a little bit of time off to. Um, just switch off, refresh, and um, and uh, recuperate a little bit, um, and then uh, yeah, enjoy a bit of France during that period, and then um, we'll be floating through the rest of France and into um, into Spain and uh, Portugal after that. Sounds absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> well, keeps up to date. Uh, enjoy, um, and we'll uh, we'll definitely catch up soon after i want to hear how all that is um in the meantime um if any of our listeners want to ask us any questions at all or ask our friends in sport 
a question, sign up and become a member today. You heard before all the success that is happening inside the community at the moment. So jump on board. Each week we have virtual events where it's an open floor for you to ask us or any industry professionals any of your questions. So tonight we've got speed networking, which is one of our favorite sessions that we run. All our members get to meet one another and meet new members and meet other people working in the industry. So get involved with that. Uh, when we do have virtual sessions where we have people coming in, we record those sessions. So when you sign up and become a member, you get access to all sorts of exclusive content uh, ready for you to level up on your way to uh, working in sport. So find us on LinkedIn, give us some love with a rating if you enjoy the show and subscribe on Apple and follow on Spotify. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, one last thing before you go. If you'd enjoy a quick email from us each Friday on all the latest job openings, networking events, Q&As with industry professionals and latest podcast episodes, then subscribe to the SportsGrad newsletter. Head to our website, www.sportsgrad.com.au forward slash newsletter to subscribe. There's also a link in our show notes to join.